Usually we open up the show with a little bit of conversation, and then we do some stupid jokes, and inevitably uh, one of my co-hosts hits on me, and I, yeah, and I go, <sighs> and then I say something like, uh, today is, this is the Game 5 podcast, blah, 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 right? Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different this week, because uh, we're going to help out a family in need. So a few weeks ago, we had Zach Loy on. He was the guitarist from the band Live and Alpha Rev. So uh, recently, a friend of his passed away. Uh, he was His name is uh, Doug Wilson, and he was kind of a fixture of the Austin music scene. And the Austin music scene is a big deal, and when you are a fixture of the Austin music scene, you pretty much have one giant extended family. And the reason why I'm talking to this uh, about this, he was the guitarist of a of a band, um, uh, which, oh, man, see, I'm doing wonderful on these names. Uh, he was the guitarist of a band called Sounds Under Radio. And he leaves behind a wife um, and an unborn baby. And there's uh, obviously some uncertain financial future as a result of this. Now, uh, Zach, who was on our show, uh, he has decided that he is going to auction off a guitar to help this family to help Doug's family. And um, this is a personal guitar. And we told him that we would help. This guitar, I went on to Zach's um, Instagram page, which, by the way, is Z A K L O Y 26, at Zach Loy 26. <clears throat> it's a vintage 1978 Gibson Les Paul Pro. Okay. It's black. <laughs> with gold hardware and like gold trim around the body it is an absolutely gorgeous it's a stunning guitar it, I mean I was shocked when I saw it because I, I heard about this and I went on to go t check it out and I could not believe the beauty of this guitar uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, I'm having trouble like putting words together it is a stunning it's a ridiculous guitar okay <clears throat> it has been used on the latest live release, 717, for this, uh, it's on the song Brother. Ed also used this guitar on a 2017 reunion world tour on, on uh, the song Shit Town. Ed is Ed Kowalczyk from Live, the Ed lead is, singer. Ed is the, thank you, the lead singer from Live. If you go on to um, Zach Loy's Instagram page, at Zach Loy 26 once again, there's... Um, there's a post about the guitar. You can see different angles of it. There's a post where Zach Loy himself is jamming on this thing. And by the way, that guy can play. But it's a gorgeous guitar. And then there's also a post of a little snippet of Ed playing Shit Town at that show. So, like, this guitar has been... It's got history to it. He, he used it on the entire 2017 Reunion World Tour. Um... He used it in a, in a uh, I think it says the most recent thing that he used it on was in a music video for the song Baxley. Um, uh, no, I'm the sorry's called the song is called Yeah 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 Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, and the band is Baxley. The, yeah. ba the band is Baxley. I'm sorry. If anyone knows anything about musicians and their guitars or the like, the equipment that they use, it is a big deal to get rid of something that you love so much. And this guitar is ridiculous. I mean, it is an absolutely gorgeous guitar, and I, feel, I think if you go to his uh, Instagram page and you see how it's being used, and this is one of those things, like, I'm talking about it right now, and I legitimately have goosebumps. 
but it might also be because, you know, Ed played it in shit town. That's that song is one of the highlights for me off of throwing copper. And then after speaking to Zach Loy in person and like, we got to like chat with him. Um, I mean, not in person. Cause you know, we're all in different parts of the country or whatever. Cause COVID because of COVID, but he's <laughs> well, it's true, but he's such a gentleman. He was such a great person. And I think anyone who goes back to episode 188 and listens to the interview, you can see that he's such a great guy. Him doing this for somebody else is just such a beautiful thing that please contribute. Please it, try. It really, it really is, Omar. And and like you said, uh, the raffle is ten dollars per ticket, and it, you can you can reach the raffle through Zach's Instagram page. And again, that is at Zach Loy twenty six. He'll also post a direct link on social media pages. So please. Please, guys, if you can, stop by Zach Lloyd 26. Help out the Wilson family today. And even if you don't win, you'll be helping out a family indeed. Yeah. And uh, 100%, real 100% of, like, down to the the penny of the money is going right to the family. Right to the family. Absolutely. And think about it. How, how many chances are you going to get to get a 1978 Gibson Les Paul for $10? $10. Think about it. While Omar was doing this promo, I actually stole his credit card and registered five times right there. And you know what? If you actually had done that, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how worth it this is. I'm going to go on and do another 10 just to like – just to even it out because it's completely worth and, it. And guys, right now there's seven more days to go, and right now they're at $9,510 raised so far. So Let's oh, see if we can hit 20. amazing. Let's get to 20. Yeah. Why not? That technically means less of an opportunity for me to win a badass guitar, but I'm okay with it. I will buy you a ukulele. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but now we have a thing to do. Omar, what are we doing? What are you doing right now? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to the Give Me Five podcast episode 199, side A. Cue badass music. This is the Gimme 5 Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is a side A episode, which means we're going to talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, mu- music, books, definitely Florida. Buckle up for that one. And whatever else caught our eye this week. Um, Probably going to talk a little bit about coffee. <clears throat> coffee? What? Eh, just because. I enjoy coffee. I like uh, coffee better than I like you two. I do. Maybe some cocaine. <laughs> Basically, I think, I think the, the guy found like this week. A guy found like a whole brick of cocaine on the beach <laughs> in Boca Raton. Yeah, it was like, worth what? a million dollars, and that guy is honest and stupid. <laughs> well, well, I mean, if he gets caught with it trying to sell it, I mean, it's it's not all that great. But I would, my thing I is. Would be, it was probably miles away, literally within a few miles from me. Where the hell was I? <laughs> what was I doing? 
right? Like, how did I miss that opportunity? Uh, I would have been like, it, it, I would have started the podcast if I, if it was me that found it. I'd be like, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> That's basically the theme is things that keep you awake. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the yeah. theme for yeah. the week. Uh, my name, <clears throat> sadly, is Charlie Hoover, and I am joined by the suckers. Sup? Yo. I don't get that. I don't get that reference. Am I supposed to get that reference? I need to get that A reference. A Hoover vacuum sucks. Uh, and you guys are the suck, get it? Come on, uh, man. Work with me, man. Come on. And then that also You didn't kinda... need to explain it to me. I knew I sucked. <laughs> Wait, what? So does half of this. Orlando. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's closer, no, to, about, only, it's only closer to about 78%. <laughs> only three fourths. Okay, well, so we're going to talk about uh, apparently a lot of shit, but... We're going to talk about the Netflix docuseries Cocaine Cowboys, which is really good, in my opinion. The new star show Heels, and the new Witcher cartoon, Nightmare of the Wolf. If you have not watched any of those three things, and you would be angry if we spoiled any of those three things, you need to pause, go watch said things, and then come back. We try not to spoil things, and some of it, you know, documentary, it's... We can only make that better in a way, uh, but just be aware that we will spoil stuff in the process of reviewing those things, so if you get mad, just tape your angry letter to a kilo of cocaine and toss it into the intercoastal. <laughs> I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, he will. Omar just walked out of the show wearing, like, scuba gear. <laughs> A, a snorkel over a his snorkel head. A snorkel and a speedo. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two uh, things so no one it... wants to see me in. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Jubal's might. Strip. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> so, did any of you guys? We're going to go talk about news now. Did any of you guys happen to see the the trailer for Spider Man No Way Home? I, I have did. a complicated I... answer for that. Okay. <laughs> yes or no, brother? Come on now. I did, but then I hit my head and forgot. <laughs> How could it be complicated? Rob, did go you? On. Yes. You did. Okay, you go first. What do you mean, go first? Yes. Oh, well, we. By the way, if you are this, <laughs> are this we talk about trailer? It? Yeah. This trailer might be a little spoiler filled. If you have, no, if you're one of those people that has been avoiding casting news, uh, we'll try to do this in. Let's see, it's. Uh, we'll try to do this in the next minute and a half, two minutes. Okay, then I'll go next, because here's why I said it's complicated. Because I stopped watching the trailer halfway through. Okay, yeah. And the reason I stopped watching it halfway through is what you just said. I feel like a lot of trailers these days give away too much. And if it's a movie that I really, really want to see, I don't want... <clears throat> I want to know just enough to get the like vibe of the movie... But I feel like trailers, like, wait, they, they just give too much away. So I legitimately was watching it, and then I stopped uh, actually less than halfway through. That's why I said that it's complicated, because I want to see the movie, like, with fresh eyes. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I've, I know a lot of people that don't watch trailers anymore, because, mm -hmm. look, they're going to see the movie. You don't need to be convinced to see the next Star Wars movie. You don't need to be convinced to see, see the next Marvel movie. Um, I tend to watch them because, it honestly, for me, it's like uh, with the child. 
I can be like, hey, watch this trailer. By the way, if you study and get all A's next semester, whatever, then we can go see this movie. That's kind of how I use them. But I thought this looked good. What, what about you, Rob? I, I'm excited for it. Um, I I think this was the introduction to the multiverse that I was kind of expecting from WandaVision. So I think this is the one that's going to lead into Doctor Strange's next movie, um, Multiverse of Madness. Or is Multiverse of Madness coming out first? Uh, I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. No. no, I think Multiverse okay. of Madness just started shooting, actually. I Oh, I thought they were <clears throat> no, I thought that was due out early next year or something, wasn't it? Maybe, I'm not sure. Ever all the dates are all screwed up. But I feel like Spider-Man's like the I next thing. I don't huh? Well, Doctor Strange is in this. I'm not sure if they would introduce the next what is assu- the assumption is going to be the next big thing for uh the Marvel, you know, I'm going to say Endgame, but I don't mean the movie Endgame. I don't know if they would if they would do that in a movie that is technically still owned by Sony. But it is possible. Uh, yeah. Um, what's weird is there's like, I'm excited about this. I thought it, I, there were some really cool ideas. There were some cool, the characters that are, you're, I'm assuming are going to be in it, are the ones that I actually liked. If you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I might not because I but, only saw part of the trailer. Well, I'm, I, so I'm being vague on purpose. Yeah, for yeah, that. exactly. Um, yes, this movie is coming out just before Doctor Strange uh, okay. the Multiverse so. of Madness. Well, what's the do you, do you do you have the release dates? Like, what's the difference in in time? This is between... Christmas. This is a Christmas movie. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home is December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Doctor uh-huh. Strange is March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Oh, that's a pretty okay. short window. Yeah, so I think this is the introduction to the multiverse that we're going to see because because it looks like in the trailer. That Doctor Strange playing around with the whole, um, because he he wants people to forget that he's that Peter Parker is Spider Man. So it looks like because remember he was outed, I believe, at the end yeah, of the last. Yeah, it was like the after credits or the right before credits. Right, thing. he would. Uh, Peter Parker was outed at the end of the last one. So um, the trailer very much shows that Peter Parker is having a very hard time because everyone knows that he's Spider Man. So right. he goes to Doctor Strange to try and make people forget. And I think Doctor Strange breaks something, and that leads us to the multiverse of madness. Quick question: <clears throat> I have not seen Into the Spider Verse. Is there any relation? No relation. No, no relation. No. Okay, just wondering. No, but I will say that I think we may end up get if if they do the the whole multiverse thing. It's possible we're, we'll end up with uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I have seen that as well. I've read that. There somewhere. is a there is a set picture that makes it believe that that is absolutely the case. But there's masks on. They're based on body shapes. There is masks on though. Uh, to be clear, I, Greg studies all the body, body shapes of the men in the Marvel universe. And just if and they're wearing spandex. Just so everyone is aware, I'm going to go over it real quick because I have the list right here. September 3rd of this year is Shang Chi. November 5th is the Eternals. November 24th is the Hawkeye. Uh, December 17th is Spider-Man No Way Home. The Hawkeye is a, uh, a Disney Plus show. Right. Okay. And Miss Marvel comes out early 2022, and then Doctor Strange is March 25th of 2020. That's the release schedule. So there's a lot and happening in the near future. Thor is May 6th. Next year looks jam-packed, actually, because we've got Miss Marvel, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, the wow. Marvels. 
in November, uh, Moon Knight in 2022, She-Hulk in 2022. Uh, then, of course, Loki Season 2 is rumored in 2022. Secret Invasion is rumored in 2022. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, 2022. And that's all the stuff for 2022. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're wow. making up for uh, the last COVID year. in yeah. 2022. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm, I'm never a big fan of the the superhero that was destined to be a superhero which they they seem to do that every once in a while when they can't figure out what to do with something like there's so many awesome spider-man stories like street level spider-man stories that i am a little concerned that by episode three they're doing this like multiverse thing where like i just show me a, a dude web up and punch the lizard or the punisher or the shocker or you know, Electra, whoever. Shocker. Right yeah. He's a He-Man character. Yeah. No, Shocker was the, um, well, you know, he was in the last one. No, 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 I said Shocker. <laughs> Got it. So the, uh, so I, I, I don't want them to do anything like, oh, you are destined to be the Spider-Man of this universe, and that person was destined to be the Spider-Man of that universe, and they have done that in the comics. I hope they go away from that. Mm-hmm. But they did this thing like Madam Web that could control all the Spider-Men and like, eh. I bar- I barely know anything about it because I tune out immediately because it takes away from the character that the character has to rise up and become the hero, not that he was destined to be the hero. Oh, so you're saying if he's predestined, it doesn't really matter what he did; he was going to end up there anyway. Yeah, like it just it just takes for yeah. me it takes away yeah, it yeah, takes no, away from the character aspects. I get that. And now, of course, you you can also say like, well, there's what about Luke Skywalker? But it seems like that was handled a little differently. Um. Because there was some work involved, you had to go hang out on a swamp with the little green dude. But you know, you get you get my point. Um, yeah, so, we, we've all hung out in a swamp with a little. Sounds green like dude my summer. Time. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so we should have that could have been our great segue right into Florida, but we got another piece piece of news here. So uh, let's do this. Well, what's one of the most iconic albums you can think of of the '90s? Uh, Pearl Jam Ten. Uh, I was going to go with... Um... Uh, Garth Brooks. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good one, too. What or about... 90s, Billy Ray Cyrus, Achey Breaky Heart. Right. Uh, Spice Girls? <laughs> uh, album cover? Let's see. Uh, Tell me what R- you want. R.E.M. Out, really out of Time? Out of Time, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I know what he's getting at. Barney. Uh, Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman. Uh, they're the Black Album. The Black Album, like that's an iconic record, too. What about... What about Back um... in Black? Wait, back in black. Was that nineties? That was nineteen eighty. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's close to the nineties if it's compared to like the pyramids or whatever. Like <laughs> closer close. to the nineties. It's closer when... to the nineties than we are now. That's hundred percent correct. You Omar, you no no no. I'm saying you're right, ish. You're not wrong. Oh, okay, so so uh, we we know what you're getting at here. Nirvana. Yes. Never mind. And I think most people oh, already... Oh, well, then let's go on with another story. <laughs> Never mind. Forget it. Never mind. So the the young man, a.k.a. Baby, on the cover of Nevermind, um, well, now he's, you know, in his what? I think he's 30 now? Something like that? 30-something, Some, yeah. 30-something. He's suing uh, for being on the cover. I don't... I don't really know where to go with this. I, I don't know. I find that a bit disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. 
Yeah. I mean, the mother motherfucker's got a Nevermind tattoo on his chest. <laughs> yeah, as pointed out in our patron-only chat um, by former host Jimmy, he, he's got a, a Nevermind tattoo, like, right on his collar. Uh, he, which is... Re- and he has made money off of that by doing signings, by doing articles, and I'm sure that he's used it in high school to pick up girls and college to pick up girls. Well, and also in in, in some, like, latest interview that I saw with him on um, social media somewhere, he, um, I don't know how to put this in a way that doesn't make me seem like a jerk. He seems like someone who just needs the money. You know what I mean by that? Oh, I know exactly. I'm not trying to be a dick about it. And I think you're absolutely 100% correct. Um, This reminds me, there was a lawsuit in the late 80s or early 90s. One of my favorite albums, one of my favorite bands is Pink Floyd. And one of their, obviously their greatest albums is Dark Side of the Moon. That was released in 72 or 70, I want to say 73. Okay. There's a song on there called Great Gig in the Sky. And it's this like beautiful piano music with this like great music in the background. And the band hired some background singers. And one of them, was instructed to just vocalize over the song. So she does. She's very operatic. Very operatic, exactly. That's a w- good way to put it. Like, 25 years later, she sued them, claiming that she should have a songwriting credit and therefore, like, a piece of the song. She didn't write anything. No. Exactly, no. she lost. But th- that's what... Th- th- the second I heard about this... It reminded me of that Pink Floyd lawsuit. Now, the only way that I could see and get on board with this lawsuit would be that if if the gentleman in question was contacted by a Nirvana agent and said that he could no longer market himself as the baby from the cover. Like, if, if they told him that he could no longer, you know... Uh, make money or do whatever. Yeah, we heard of, you were doing signings at record shows and yeah, that's uh, unacceptable. That. Right. 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 If, but that, if, that's if, such, that, that's if, such a what if, cause it's, I don't think that is remotely. Right. 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 No, no, no. That, but that's what I'm saying. That's the yeah. only way that I could see getting on board with this guy, because at, th- at that point, then he's being taken advantage of. But other than that, I mean, it, it seems really disingenuous. Well, it seems to me like someone that was running into some problems and I don't know this. I'm not there. But that a lawyer got into his head and was like, "Well, you know, we can't do this, but we could do this to make you some money quick. It's not going to bother them at all. They'll just settle." Like, and of course, it blew up in the press because that is an album that almost every person, the media is currently controlled by people our age. Correct. Yeah, you because know, like that's just not controlled. But actually, it's older than us. But like the the people that are speaking on the media are largely people our age. Right. And we all grew up with that album, whether right. we liked it, whether we hated it. We're, I'm thinking of myself sitting on my my freshman school bus listening to uh, Invalid. Oh, I totally thought you were going to say sitting on the toilet. <laughs> no, no, possibly no, like, that sitting as on the well. school bus l- listening to In Bloom. You know, like right, right, right. So we're going to all have opinions, and it's not going to be the right one when someone was completely okay with it for twenty something years, thirty years, whatever it is. Well, and now it's not. And here's the thing. I want to add one caveat, okay? So we really don't know what's in the mind of this of this dude who's suing them. And we also right. don't know the details and the ins and outs of the actual suit and like what the rules or and the why laws he's are. Doing it right. That as well. So I'm I I'm not trying to disparage this guy. I truly am not. 
the vibe that I get is one thing, but 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 that doesn't mean anything. And I know the the little tiny bit that I know about the law uh, makes upon reflection makes me realize that I don't know enough about the law to really comment on this. You know what I mean? Like there's so many weird little things about it, but um, I'm hoping that I'm wrong when I say that it's just a guy who seems to need the money. Um, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. And if there's some legitimate thing in there in the law, then good luck, you know, to him. But um, it just seems odd that it's this long of a time period. And, yeah. and it's such a weird twist to the, like the legacy of that band. And especially since he's been quoted as saying that it's cool and he's not had any problem with it. He's done photo shoots for like people magazine yeah. every like five, every five years showing yeah. him grow up no, and he's I get in a you. pool. And I get, I get that. And, but with the, the, the truth is we don't really know the whole story in, in a way, right. you know what I mean? I guess, mm-hmm. I guess that's my, there's so much law, like, I don't want to do in a history of the lawsuits involving Nirvana, but it seems like that stuff is always locked up in lawsuits. It's crazy. Yeah, that's fair. And and speaking of, of laws and stupid decisions, our, our next uh, bit of news pertains to a website, I guess, that changed its stance on its founding members. <laughs> And then apparently very promptly said, you know, that's probably not a good idea. Like, Is it Facebook? No, no it's OnlyFans. Wait, what? <laughs> Did you hear about that? Of course I did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. He's been just... he's been writing, like, refund letters all Furious week. Furious letters all week. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, apparently um, just – As I will week. no longer be able to launch ping pong balls out of my anus, you might not want to give me $5 a month. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Well, apparently OnlyFans had had changed their stance on sexually explicit material, and they they released a new standard for their website saying that all all sexually explicit material was going to be banned. So, but I, I'm not really 100 percent sure what quote unquote qualified as sexually explicit was it was it nudes was it just was it sexual acts? Was it pornography? You know, I mean, was it pornography or was it as something simple as like showing your boobs? Um, and that didn't sit well with a lot of the, a lot of the account holders on OnlyFans because I mean, OnlyFans kind of is where that that genre decided to to plant its flag, is it not? Yeah, I mean, people taking control of their own stuff so you no longer had OnlyFans was a a vehicle for sex workers to do something safe mm-hmm. um, online and take as much control of it as possible post when they want and it's not just like you know posting on Twitter or Instagram Twitter you're allowed to be naked I think uh, Instagram not but you know being able to post on that stuff and then actually make money from it instead of having to deal with assholes telling you know women and men what they want to do with them they can actually be like, hey, look, I'm, I'm willing to take your abuse or to converse with you in, in a sexual manner, but here's a safe way for me to get money from doing that, which is perfectly valid. Absolutely. Um, and for OnlyFans to change their stance on that, because, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, 
it was the sex workers that kind of launched the the popularity of OnlyFans, was it not? I mean, uh, sex with... workers tend to launch the popularity of just about everything, you know, from VHS, <laughs> from VHS to movies to uh, the like the YouTube. internet. Yeah, you yeah, can say it. yeah, the internet. Well, I was trying the to say was, like video streaming. The, the internet uh, was pioneered by porn, so we'll yes, just get yeah. that out of the well, way. So was yeah. like film. Yeah, actually, like smaller cameras and stuff. Yeah, like way back in the. 1890s or whatever. Mm-hmm. But OnlyFans is still at the point where I think a large portion of their users is in fact still sex workers, is it not? When you said that, I all I could think about is that I have some some video old like real to real videos of like a great great grandmother that I'm really scared to watch. Man, I wish you hadn't have said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've got an image in my head. Thanks a lot, <laughs> asshole. I've met um, some of your family, so I'm not happy about this. <laughs> but, I mean, but what what happens when you piss off? I, I mean, I got to believe it's some ridiculously high number, like 90% of their of their user base is sex workers. Yeah, but wasn't this decision already reversed today? It was. It, it was. It was. And, and I think they probably saw the light, but because, because I mean, when you, when you alienate or or block 90% of your users or whatever, whatever it is. Um, I got to believe that you kind of fade into obscurity. Well, Tumblr did this, and there are charts online which uh, you know look like the stock market crash in the 1920s. If you watch, like, looks like it, your Tumblr users. <laughs> oh, that's so like, funny. You see, like, you know, the little dot thing, and then the <laughs> next one, the dot is actually, like, going through the bottom of the chart, and there's, like, the chart is, like, breaking. They have to, like, to enlarge make... the chart to show the bottom. <laughs> yeah, you have to, like, scroll down to see it, and that's pretty much what Tumblr did, and, you know, and even that was not making money for these people. So, you know, it's it's definitely hurting that hurting the people just – so they're going to – not only because of the fact that it's hurting the people using it. It, it's going to break the goodwill. The people are not going to want to stay there and make the changes that they're being forced to make. They're just going to move on to someone that's like, hey, look, we're not going to do this to you. Right. Well, and I've seen some posts on social media that um, implied that this decision by um, OnlyFans was just done as like as a, like a marketing ploy. And it was never really like going to be a a real thing. It was just they, done. They didn't and- blame... And that's entirely possible, but I had read that it was that it was related to like Mastercard and Visa saying that they wouldn't approve the charges and shit. Oh, I, that I didn't know. And Ma- Mastercard did come out and say that they they've never said a thing. You're right. Oh, interesting. Like, Mastercard is like, yeah, that's not yeah, because thing. because I w- I mean, when I initially heard that, I was like, holy shit! You mean you mean to tell me that they are now telling us how we can spend the money? That. That seems like a bad precedent to set, but but like I said, Master or like you said, Greg, Mastercard has come out and said that no, 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 we we did nothing of the sort. Can you imagine if they're like, you can't spend your money on GI Joe classified toys and uh, Marvel Legends? I'd be like, okay, did did my wife just start working at Mastercard? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, and the problem is, is that there are a lot of that would that would prohibit people if that were in fact the case which it's not i I just want to get that out there that is not the case but if that were the case if mastercard or visa were to start making those stances how many people have debit cards that are not mastercard or visa card Mm -hmm. i mean they are now telling you how you can spend the money in your bank account 
And it's like, now wait a minute. <laughs> uh, guys, we're running a little bit long here, so we are going to jump into Florida. Well, I mean, you know, you're like you're hungry. You know what I'm saying? You want a Snickers yeah. bar or whatever. Um, and sometimes people aren't being compliant. So you got to cut a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to mm-hmm. cut a bitch. And uh, sometimes you do it in a Wawa because because <laughs> you're in Florida. So the quote on this headline is, don't make me do something stupid for a, for a Snickers bar. But here's the thing that caught my eye. Once you're saying that to a Wawa employee, done. you're already doing the stupid thing, right? Yeah. So um, – <clears throat> A Florida man was arrested on Tuesday. He pulled a knife on a gas station employee in Largo after a fuss over a Snickers bar turned violent. So Pinellas County, uh, the deputies responded to a call around uh, quarter to eight in the afternoon, in the evening, from a Wawa employee who was being (laughs) threatened. Um, um, Eric Minto, 49, came into the store asking for free food. I mean, who doesn't do that? You, like, you walk in and you're just oh, yeah. like... I mean, I do that all the time. Hey, public. don't ask, you don't get, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to grab some bags of stuff. I'm just going to walk out. Like, you're cool, right? Like, it's no big deal, right? We're all buddies. Um, when he was denied, which was weird, why would you deny anyone walking out of a store with free food? Minto reportedly pulled out a pocket knife and pointed it at the employee. Um, all this basically over a Snickers bar. Now, the the... The the we don't really know what this person's situation was, and I do feel bad for people who I, I honestly, legitimately feel bad for people who are, um, you know, if you're hungry, if you're starving, if you're in a in a bad situation. I get that, um, but the worker did say that he was in fear for his life. I mean, you get a, get a knife pulled on you, right? Um, Minto, the the defendant, ended up walking out of the store without the Snickers. He left it on the counter. He so he technically didn't steal anything, but he, and, and that's the thing that absolutely kills me is that he threatened the employee with the knife, and then didn't steal anything. Well, and that's the thing is at that point that's like assault, right? Because, right. So right. that so he so he did commit a crime, which but they did book him for theft. Let's see. And I'm like, well, they can throw that one out because he didn't steal. He didn't anything. steal anything. <laughs> and, well, and he's being held right now on a ten thousand bond awaiting trial, ten thousand dollar bond. And he's awaiting trial, um, according to the records from Pinellas County. But, um, I mean, that's just another, to me, that's just such a typical Florida thing. Uh, It's weird. Um, It doesn't involve an alligator, so it doesn't meet all three of the criteria. But it is in Florida, (laughs) and it is a weird story about a guy doing something weird. Um, I hope that, you know, everybody involved comes out okay in the end somehow. And this guy, if he really was starving, um, you know, has a good outcome. But you you can't do that. You know, this is a Florida because, cautionary but, but tale. But you know, you know what, Omar, you're you're not you when you're hungry. Yeah, you get hangry. You know, you find something sharp. Grab a snack. <laughs> you you threaten an employee of a of a Wawa. You know, uh, welcome to Florida. If the Wawa, if the uh, alligators don't get you. Uh, the un- the hangry guy will. So, either way, you're screwed. I've never been that hangry. No, me neither. No. I've never no, been hangry enough a for a $10,000 bond. Never in my life. Sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta go to bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
<clears throat> well, Good times. you know, if if this guy had awesome listeners like we do, he could have formed a Patreon to pay for his Snickers himself. <laughs> we have a Patreon. It is just $5. And uh, if you basically do it, it helps support the show. And you get a chance to chat with us. And you get a chance to help us pick movies, help us pick the question for this week. Uh, help us. Uh, you just get to be part of the show in some way. Uh, what else? You uh, There are other uh, options as well. There's a higher level, a patron of unusual size. Thank you, Alec. Where you get to actually curate your own show. Uh, and uh, we thank everyone that gets a chance to do that. And we use that money on Snickers bars so that we don't have to go to prison for stabbing people for them. So much Snickers. So many peanuts. So much Snickers. <laughs> uh, did you say anything about the birthday episode? Because those, those are some of my favorites. Oh uh, yeah, we get to. We also do a birthday episode for everyone at the five dollar range, where we do a top five list. Technically, three top five lists about you. We make it up on the fly as to what the list is going to be, and then we fill it with completely accurate information that is in no way going to incriminate you in anything illegal. <clears throat> it's going to incriminate you in everything. <laughs> <laughs> there are some All things that of the illegal activities. It is going there to are... incriminate you. Certain things that we will mention that there's not even penal codes for yet, like it's that Ill- it's that illegal that they can't even arrest you for it because they're like a sloth and a goat. We don't have anything for a sloth and a goat. Yeah, uh, but we will. Hey, we we will remedy that at the next birthday. Yeah, anything that resembles your life is your problem because that's that's going to be a huge problem. Yeah. But we mean well. So that is a. Uh, Patreon.com slash give me five podcast. Uh, if so we, we hit the nail on the head, you probably deserve it. <laughs> exactly. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, it's a it's a community service that we do. Yes. <clears throat> um, you know what I have Shit. not watched this week? What? Um I did Your not mom? watch Nightmare of the Wolf, but I did like The Witcher, like the season one. You know what I mean? So are we do so which one are we doing? The Witcher or Heels? Um, go ahead and do Heels. You want to okay. do Heels instead? Yeah, because yeah. we're still a little ways away from Witcher season two. Okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, we can cover Witcher next week. I mean, it's not a okay. That's fine because I really liked released, the so. season. You know, that's fine. Heels is good. I didn't watch that either. I'm cool. Okay, so uh, do you guys know what a heel is in the wrestling world? No, I do. I don't. It's a I, so I went. I, I, uh, you son of a. I was going to have Omar guess. Oh shit! Well, that's I didn't fine. hear what it's I don't a, know. I didn't hear what he said. Okay, so what what do you think a heel is? A heel and a face in wrestling. I'm gonna guess something to do in some some kind of wrestling move. No, so it is a good guy or a, va- a bad guy. So oh, like, oh, know, yeah, I knew that. Okay, God damn it! All right, I knew that. I, a heel is like okay. the foil. Yeah, so yeah, Hulk Hogan yeah, would be yeah, like yeah, a face. Yeah, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Uh, Hulk Hogan would be like the face, and then like Nikolai Volkov would come out and be like, you know, America sucks, and everyone would go boo, and you know, that's you, you, you can't have a really good face without a really good heel kind of thing. But anyway, uh, so there's a new show called Heels. Uh, this was released on uh, August 15, 2021. That's been out for two episodes. I tend to try to, before I talk about things, to get at least a couple episodes under my belt. Uh, it is starring Stephen Amell, who is Arrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay, he cool. was also He was also in that uh, that movie that we liked with the brothers. The Corsican the, brothers? Oh, um, the, the superhero one. The superhero one. Or like the, the superpowers one. Yeah, either way. Uh, 
Alexander Ludwig, who <laughs> is super eight, but that's not right. Nah, uh, Alexander Ludwig. He was he is uh, Bjorn Lothbrok from uh, the son of uh, Ragnar the Lothbrok. original. Yeah, the son of Ragnar Lothbrok in the show Vikings. And uh, Allison Luff, Mary McCormick, Kelly Berglund, and James Harrison. Do we know the name James Harrison, anyone? No. Isn't he a beetle? No. <laughs> I think the exact, the exact Harrison opposite Harrison Bergeron? Of a no. <laughs> the exact Tom opposite. Uh, Tom Bergeron? The exact Tom opposite of a beetle. He is a linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, or a former linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was my second guess. Yeah, he's the one that, that scored the longest ever touchdown in a Super Bowl. The 99-yard. I hate you all. That's the one with the hockey puck, right? George Harrison? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the one that hits the ball with a bat. Oh, tennis. I'm sorry. I am going to actually tell James Harrison that you were mocking him, and he is going to, like, you're going to walk out of your classroom or workplace, and he's going to uh, hit you with a tackle. They, they uh, That's literally... That's the guy with the, with the really deep suntan, right? Sigh. Hamilton, George Hamilton? George Hamilton. <laughs> oh, this and, is funny. Lawn darts? What are we talking about? Anyway, so this show is created by Michael Waldron, who uh, actually, this is, you'll, you guys were just talking about this. He wrote Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, oh, he, cool. Okay. Uh, was a producer from Rick and Morty, and he produced the uh, Loki show. Rick and Morty, one of my all-time favorites. By the way, that Loki, go. I finally watched the first season. Amazing. There you go. Well done, Michael Waldron. Uh, this show is about two brothers and rivals. One a villain or a heel in the ring. The other a hero or a face they wore over their late father's wrestling promotion vying for national attention in small-town Georgia. This is basically Friday Night Lights, if you ever watched that show, but with wrestling. And That show so far, is fantastic. I like it. So far, I like it. It's... It is showing, you know, small town America, the one thing, you know, in Friday Night Lights, the one thing that everyone would come together on was, of course, football. football. Yep. And then this is the, the local wrestling uh, thing, which, you know, barely makes any money. It's what, you know, all these people have other jobs, you know, during the week, he might be selling lawnmowers. And then on the weekend, he's hitting people with chairs. Did you see the movie? Or By the way, did you see Friday Night Lights, the movie? The original? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Also good. Also, also good. good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do really enjoy this. It seems like these shows, it's hard to just determine if they're good right away because there is a couple things that you can do with the, the kind of certain type of music show the person like the lead character drunkenly walking down the street and throwing a bottle at a sign like, and like, oh, there's, there's real emotion there. But like, you have to wait for a few episodes before you actually understand the characters. And before you really get into their heads, because there's there's some visual things and music cues that you can make to you can do to make people really like it. You know, like uh, the color of the screen, you know, like that kind of orangey sunset look mm-hmm. can make people like, oh, that show is really is really good. Then you're like, well, what about the content? Is it just good because it's tell- like the music and the color of the show is telling you to be good or because someone's telling the, the screen that they're sad? Be like the filter or, that they're using on the on the camera or whatever. Like yeah, or is it you actually care about the story and actually care about the characters? And you know, I'm two episodes in. I'm starting to formulate that, but it's, I'm not quite there yet. Uh, I do l- like that they are pretty legit with the wrestling. You know, like 
this is a small, small, small town. You know, the wrestling event is about the same size as like what our high school would have had for like a, a show, like a drama show thing, like a play. And gotcha. the and Stephen Amell's character is like won't go to church, the church, like at, you know, when they do the thing where they like after church, everyone brings like a potluck kind of thing. Like he won't be seen there because he's currently in a feud with his brother, like a fake feud, a kayfabe feud is the term. And what's it called? He doesn't want and kayfabe, like fake, a, like a feud. Kayfabe, kayfabe, k a y f a b e. It's like a a fake wrestling feud. Oh, okay. I didn't. I've never heard that before. Like the the people genuinely don't actually hate each other. In fact, they have to they have to perform off of each other. Right. But, but I've never heard that term. I got. I, 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 gotcha. that, that's funny. Wow. Okay. So they like you know like Stephen Mel's character won't be seen with his brother because they're supposed to hate each other. Um, and it's like you know. The church ladies don't care about that. Well, yeah, but just in case, what if they tell people they saw us together? It's going to ruin the illusion. So it, it's kind of interesting. There's something about scouts coming to try to to bring his brother up to the quote unquote major leagues of wrestling. So it's definitely interesting. You know, we've we've of course talked to a a wrestler, a minor league wrestler, a, a Florida based wrestler on the show, and I would love to talk to him about this if he watches it to be like, you know, how realistic is some of this stuff? They haven't gotten into the heavy heavy wrestling stuff yet. But I, I feel like it's on the cusp. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's Heels. It's on Stars. If you have that or if you have access to the Stars app, I think it's worth watching. Uh, good performances all around. Stephen Amell's always good. So I would uh, I would suggest it, and I'm going to keep on going with it. Well, yeah. once you said Friday Night Lights with wrestling, like, I'm in. That sounds good. Because that was a great show and movie. Yeah. <clears throat> that was That's a good way to put it. And now, uh, oh man, I wanted to introduce this next one too. Please. Go for it. So uh, the other day I watched a documentary on cocaine. <laughs> I think I'm going to watch all documentaries on cocaine. <laughs> at hey. All at once? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I kid, I kid. I'm going to say that you're the topic of some documentaries about cocaine. I have never done cocaine, sir. Can you imagine me hyped Ditto. up? I drink half a, ga- a half a cup of coffee and I'm annoying as shit. <laughs> I do have three cups of coffee a day, I, but that's it. Uh, Greg, you, you let's be honest, you don't need coffee. you. <laughs> I drink drink a sip of coffee and I'm like a like a chihuahua. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, <laughs> that was a great impression. Oh God. This is a I've great show. This is a really good show. This is interesting. Okay, so you guys take it from here. I'm gonna go chihuahua myself. Um, I mean, I've only seen one episode. Yeah, so it, it came out August fourth of this year. So it's it's not even a month that it's been out. It's on Netflix. Um, starring um Sal Magluda, Willie Falcone, Marilyn Bon Bonacchia, right? Bon- uh, Bonacchia. Um, Jorge Valdez and Rick Sanchez. So the first four names are like actual. These are like real people. This is a documentary about these people. Rick Sanchez. It was a um, it was a very well known. Um, I think he was on Channel Seven News down here in Miami, yep. in South Sensationalist Florida. newscaster. Yeah, he was yeah. very. And then he ended up for a little while. He went to like the national big time. I, I want to say well, it was Channel Seven. Channel Seven was the local Fox affiliate, which was right when Fox started. Right, like the Fox local, like when Simpsons and whatever. And I, the Simpsons was I on Fox. Yes, exactly. And so was yeah, I think then, Married with Children. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, a uh, 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 Family Guy and stuff like that, right? But yeah. Rick Sanchez went to MSNBC or CNN? He went, he went to Fox News, and then something happened where he got kicked off of Fox News, and then he kind of did his own thing. Right, he got he but, got removed. Oh, he there was like racist comments or something that he was caught with. I was going to say, he was always one of those newscasters who like blew stories completely out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Though, yes. Wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was yeah. that was funny because, okay, I'm, I'm going to ask this question now since, we, since you brought him up and focused on him. I forgot about him completely. And when I was wa- I was watching this, they do a cutaway where they're talking about this situation and I and he had a very like recognizable voice. This is Rick Sanchez. Correct. Like, yes. And I would come home from school and you know, I was the artist type. So I would go in and I wasn't sullen or anything like that, but I would go into my room with the door open and I would just draw and read and listen to music and whatever and i would always know when it was dinner time because that was when that news would come on and my parents would always make a joke well let's see who got shot tonight because that's what they would always that's what they would always leave with right and it was morbid yeah and i like i so is suit like you know you hear something you don't really recognize that you hear it so i was like watching it and they you know this is rick sanchez and in my head all i heard was well, let's hear who got shot tonight, and like the the general sounds and of dinner being prepared and smells, and it was such a weird moment sitting here twenty something years later and immediately being brought back to being in high school That's and funny. hearing that. And I was going to ask you guys, just you know, as in a quick aside, without going too far, is there any like weird sounds from the past that immediately bring you back that you like don't you like didn't register them at the time, but when you hear them again, you're like, oh wow, that was like this, huh? Um. I I have one that takes me back almost immediately, um, but it's not a particular sound. It's actually a song. Mm. It's um, the the Evanescence "Wake Me Up." Wake me up, yeah. Okay. Because that was used very heavily in the trailers for the original Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, okay. Oh, interesting. And I okay. still remember the the "Wake Me Up." Yeah. Can't wake. Up. I still remember the chorus of that as it was as the the trailer for the game was playing on on TV or whatever that, that that's that's one that always brings me back and makes me think about that time and and playing that game and whatnot hmm. so anything for you Omar I don't know that's that's difficult um any sounds uh that's what yeah I don't know um you don't have you don't have to have uh you know <clears throat> memories from your past i there well I, sometimes <laughs> sometimes there's too many that's the problem Alzheimer's is a terrible thing oh, Omar. No, we no, understand no, no, no. I'm drinking tequila to get rid of the sounds um uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do oh, you know what's funny like now that I think about it a lot of them are songs like I'll never forget. For some reason, um, Paradise City and Doctor Feelgood. Like I'll, I'll, I always remember like the little condo that we lived in when I was like you know pre high school. Um, I'll coming home one day. This is funny. This is funny. Coming home one day and I hear um, from school. I was in probably sixth grade or something, maybe seventh grade, sixth grade. And I come home and I, 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 I walk in and I hear. Um, 
Master of Puppets by Metallica. And I'm like, that's mine. Like, why is that playing in the house? Only people home are my parents. <laughs> or like my mother. And she was like listening. I think she like played it off. But I think she was like listening to those things to see if it was like, there was like, you know, because that was back in the day when, for those of you that don't know, in the late 80s, there was like all the stuff in the news about satanic messages and rock music and all this stuff. Panic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think my mother was like checking it out to see like what was going on. So I remember Master of Puppets playing on our little cassette player. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is, you know what I mean? Like, man, my parents are cool. Like, what's going on? <laughs> right? But, yeah. and then she just got like, but like, those are the sounds that I remember. That's she just turned off this the the tape player and walked a goat out of your room there... with a with a knife hey, and there's candles hey, hey, everywhere. They never proved <laughs> that I touched that goat. Never proven. Okay? Mm-hmm. And one other thing Well, you know, they had an idea when the goat showed up pregnant and and had a little uh half year. My lawyer said that I don't have to mention that. So Anyway, um, the, and, and one other thing that's funny that you say that because one other thing that um, really stuck to me is the – because we talked about this very, very recently. The, the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Like all those songs, like those 50s and 60s songs, those – like I still remember those from my youth because they like um, being in different like, you know, family, social settings and things like that. And that's another one. That's a big one. I, I will say there are, there are there are definitely like certain songs that bring me back to certain points in my life, for um, sure. especially as it relates to ex girlfriends. Um, mm. But one of the other ones that I just absolutely I, I want to I'm going to cut in here because we are running low on time. <laughs> I don't want to go too far. No, but I think this would actually be an awesome conversation for a patron episode. That's a good idea. Oh, okay, well, because then we can go as long as we want. I only had one more. Well, you can make up more. You can even like be like, I, I remember listening to, uh, I don't know, uh, Iron Butterfly as I traversed the Himalayas. You can even make up shit. I was I was going to name one that I think you might have as well. Go. Oh. But now I got to hear it. I'm sorry. The the opening theme to the Olympics. Uh, oh. That always makes me think of 92 Barcelona. Wow. That makes me think of uh, 80, 84. 88 for me. Okay. Cause... Yeah, I didn't really. I didn't watch the '88. The '92 was the first one that I actually sat down and watched. I just moved to Florida. My dad got called for a kidney transplant up in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. so he had to leave, and it was. I was basically babysat by the Olympics for that summer. Well, and you had just gotten any, here from from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Wow. So he had to leave immediately, and I didn't know anybody yet. Huh. So. '84. I was. I remember. I was in Eastern Europe behind the Iron Curtain watching it. That was weird. Anyway, like, there, are, there, are, there are other countries but Russia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are. I know it's weird. Omar, you're still behind the uh, I'm <laughs> behind something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, we are going to t- continue talking about the co- Cocaine Cowboys. What did you guys think? I actually watched the whole thing. You've watched most of it, Omar. Rob, you've watched the first episode. I saw the first episode. What did you think, Rob? Um, It's interesting. I, I mean, there really isn't... A, the first episode is really kind of more of them setting up. It's 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 kind of a lot more of like background. They haven't really gotten too far into it yet. Um, the last thing I saw was that they they booked them and 
it, it was back in the time when they had when they just had like the note cards. It wasn't on computer or whatever. The mm-hmm. little three by five index cards, and they said no bond. And he came back like three days later. The guy was fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh well. It, it's so funny because th- there's a lot of that type of stuff throughout the whole show of like them escaping due to stupidity or corruption. And it's like, well, this could only happen in Miami <laughs> because there is or a Florida. Su- Specifically Miami, because there was a subtext of the fact that, like, a lot of... So they, these guys, back then, early on, they were looked at almost like Robin Hood-type figures. Like, they were mm-hmm. taking from the man and technically giving to themselves, but themselves were poor at, before. Um, so And giving to other people in their area. So the police didn't look at them as hardened criminals. It was just like, oh, you guys. Well, there's the story... But you scam. There's the story where they get pulled over. And they're and the and they're like, hey, officer, listen, uh, we can just forget the whole thing. I got a couple of kilos in the trunk. You can have them, and we can move on. And they take the kilo. The officers take like two kilos of coke out of the trunk, and they drive away. And then the guy yeah. just drives away, like no big deal. Okay. Yeah. So Done. there's these are two, these are two drug dealers, obviously that we're talking about here. They were they started off uh, kind of early or in the seventies when the drug trade wasn't it was illegal, but. You know, cocaine had been put in soda and medicine for a while. Yeah, but then it then celebrities started dying, and then they obviously violent cartels got involved, and it became very illegal very quickly. And these guys kind of built basically one of the biggest cocaine smuggling operations in South Florida history. Mm-hmm. And if you are a part of the biggest South Florida cocaine thing, you are part of a major major deal. I didn't know much about these guys, although I did remember the stories of these. These two guys were like out and about doing it. You know, like it was, we all have those stories where you like, you know, someone like, probably not anymore for us, but like, we all know people that were like, oh man, that person's totally stealing cars, but you just kind of are doing something illegal. And you're just like, oh, whatever. I guess he's probably criminal. He just hasn't been caught yet. These guys were those guys. I don't remember these guys at all. Well, it was the cigarette boat thing. Like, my dad was kind of into that. So I remember I probably saw them do boat races because we used to go to those. Really? Yeah, my dad was a big I boat I didn't know guy. that. Yeah. I just thought he was an earthworm guy. <laughs> 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 he, was into, he was into boats, earthworms, and uh, Romanian uh, uh, immigrants. That was, this, that was his thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> now, he... Uh, so I, I knew a little bit about that. Every time these guys got caught, they something crazy would happen. They were they were able to successfully like uh, turn multiple jurors, like bribe jurors, uh, which in a federal case, which is not easy to do, because they I mean they were able to find the jurors first of all. Uh, they were able to kill off witnesses and get away with it, and that's kind of when it became real. Mm-hmm. Um. What's interesting, actually, this is sort of an aside, but the second episode, you watched the second episode, Omar. Yeah, and I have a thought on that, but go ahead. So there's a part where this guy, he's kind of an you know, awkward, his family owned a bakery, and he just kind of was like, didn't really want to be there, and he ends up meeting this girl. And oh, at the, at the uh, club the, or whatever? At yeah, the restaurant and, and then the club? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so there's that, and I think the other guy hooked up with a girl and like had to leave his condo right and was like oh you could just stay here if you want yes the girl, that's, the, girl that's the guy i'm him. thinking of yeah yeah 
that he was on the run. He was staying at this condo because he was on the run from the police at the time, so he wasn't staying at his own house. And he just told this girl to stay there, and they show a little clip of the place. That's the place that just fell down. Is it really? Uh, no yeah, shit, really? I did not it's, know that. It's, it's Surfside, yeah. So there's a small clip where they show a bedroom yeah. with like one of those like 80s-style beds yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and the sheets all messed up. That was in one of the rooms. I don't know if it's one of the rooms that collapsed. How but do you I know that? How it is. Uh, because it was – if you read one of the stories like – they don't mention it in the documentary, but they're like you know, one of those things like – I was looking up information about the documentary, and I found an article that was like, uh, recently collapsed building is featured in this thing. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ish. Not I mean, cool, not that, cool that it fell. I mean, it's an interesting... It's crazy to see the inside of it. Wow, um, that's wild. Yeah. But, like, when we think about Miami Vice, when we think about the South Florida drug trade, it was these guys. And it's shocking how matter of fact and plain it is they just seem like these dudes that are just hustling until it gets to the point of where they're starting to kill people well it's interesting because the one guy's like that dude the same guy that they show his apartment he's like that was falcone right yes and he goes i don't i I didn't feel like i was doing anything wrong i was just i i he said he said if you he said he even says in that second episode if you ask me to steal a candy bar I guess hold up somebody at a Wawa for a Snickers, for example. Um, if you like, I'll be I'll be sweating and shaking, and I won't want to do it. But if I'm in a if I'm in a van with you know, fifteen kilos, I'm right at home. It's no big deal. You know, he didn't he he legitimately didn't see that he was breaking the law. If you want to get into the argument about was he doing something wrong or not, we can get into that. That's fine. Whatever. But he's breaking the law. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's there's no argument there. The law is the law. And he said that he he legitimately never even felt like he was breaking the law at all. Well, I think what's I think what's crazy is like he, they did this for a year and they pretty much had generational money after that. Millions and millions and millions. But of remember, dollars. they were saying like they were hiring people to like do whatever jobs for like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. A month, and those were the hires. Those were like the buddies. Like at one point, it's insane. They, they were like, and "This is when the they 80s. got caught." They were talking. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Sorry. At one point, they were. At one <laughs> point, they were talking the, about that yeah, job, right? Uh, yeah, at one point they were talking about like they had to turn over a certain amount of money. It was like forty million dollars, and the one woman's like, "That's nothing to them. That's like a week's worth of work." Oh yeah, they said they had so to give you, up whatever kilos. And it was like some big number. It was like 40, 50, whatever. And she was like, that was like, that was like a tiny fraction of what they were doing. But it looked good because they were giving up this big chunk of, of, of like illegal product. But it was nothing. Like to the cops, it was a huge get. Not realizing, that, them not realizing that that was a tiny fraction of what was really happening. It was mind-blowing. It's fucking mind-blowing. And the, the, what I was going to say is by that second episode, I was shocked at how fast things went poorly. <laughs> like I didn't I expected that like on the 6th episode or the 4th episode, not episode 2. I didn't see it. It's interesting because it is life. It is real life that it's dev- it's very interesting the the pacing of the episode cuz yeah, I was like wait a second, the second episode is when things start going poorly. Right, yeah, okay, so you and, agree, right? And then there's like how is there possibly four more episodes and you're like, "Oh, wow, they 
the feds were on these guys trying to wait for them to screw up. Kind of an Al Capone tax uh, tax evasion kind of thing. Like, we know you're the criminal. We just got to wait. Uh, have you gotten to the, the lawyer yet? Like, their lawyer? Oh, my God. Like, the, the bald yeah, dude? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, He's wild. Rage. He's unbelievable. Rage and anger. Yeah. He is, like, bragging about, the, like, oh, that we, we the feds were really upset that we got this guy out. And, yeah, well, we did it. And he was, like, all bragging about it. And, like, they went out and killed people. Like, I could not possibly do that. Well, and he even talks about how uh, somebody else, I forgot, I don't remember who, and like when they're first, the lawyer is first introduced, they say how he was one of the most well-respected criminal defense lawyers because he was so good. He was so ridiculously good at his job. And then once they start interviewing and talking to him and you see what he has to say, you're like, wow, yeah. I mean, he's a complete dirtbag, but he's really good at what he does. <laughs> like, you hate him. <laughs> Right? But he's fucking good. And they had all these mm-hmm. crazy schemes and all these things that he was able to do to prolong this or go around that or curtail this or, like, get people to go in um, as, quote-unquote, um, law clerks or whatever. Remember that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's insane. Like it's in, it's, And, the, and the, the most insane thing about this is it's it was all real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they eventually catch them much much later on for for jury tampering, which allowed them to reopen the case because there was a couple jurors that they basically realized that one of the jurors is has been corrupted because they knew his pattern of like he was a he was a airline mechanic, so he would get his paycheck and he would take a certain amount of money every, out of an ATM every week, and then all of a sudden he stopped doing that. But he also bought a new watch and a new car and a boat <laughs> and all this stuff. And they're like, hmm. So they went through him, and then they, it kind of went down this path. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody because it, if you watch if you watch the whole thing, the way they describe the f- certain people in the first episode makes a lot more sense. Um, yes. The, just I don't know if we said it, but this um, was uh, directed by uh, where is his name Billy Corbin. Uh, Billy Corbin is basically the voice of the South of South Florida. Um, he also did the U, the um, uh, was it Thirty for Thirty on ESPN, the U, which is freaking awesome. Okay, um, about University, University of Miami. Miami, yeah. And he did one other one, but he is a South Florida lifer. I th- I, I think he seems like he's a South Florida lifer, and he tells that story I think better than most people. So I'm. He's one of those people I would actually, if I want to watch a documentary, um, I would look up his name because I, I like the way, I like his work. I knew the name was familiar. Not Billy Corrigan. I yeah. wasn't confusing him with the Smashing Pumpkins guy. <laughs> yeah, Billy Corbin. Yeah, he's a good dude. Or he's a his his documentaries are good. I don't know if he's a good dude. But, um, Rob, are you going to continue watching? Um, I it's entirely possible. Omar, are you going to con- um, going to continue selling cocaine? Ixnay on the oak, okay, please. <laughs> Are you going to continue doing cocaine? <laughs> that Co- just that I <laughs> that I've actually never gone down that road. But like I said, three <laughs> cups of coffee a day is normal for me. But that's about it. Um, but I will. I think I'll keep watching this show. Yeah, it, it's good. It's interesting. Uh, every now and then, I find myself in the mood for 
um, hey, I feel like some real life Miami Vice, and this is <laughs> this this yeah, quenches. This is, there's that another thirst. cocaine. There's another cocaine cowboys documentary or movie out there that talks about how like in South Florida, there's all these like weird little banks that like. Uh, Sunshine Bank or Tamiami Bank, and they're <laughs> Tamiami. All yeah, like I'm not even joking about I that. Believe like, it. They'll have like these little banks. You're like, I've never heard of that bank, and it's like all of those banks were founded on drugs. Right. It's just like the, there's only the one 80s. customer for that bank. <laughs> yeah, and it's Tony Montana. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Say hello to my little bank. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's so funny. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of phone calls made to uh, South America from those banks, but that's it's I gotta watch that documentary. Uh, as yeah, well. that sounds Apparently, good. This one has a little bit of blood in it. If you're like squeamish about that stuff, I've heard that one is like, let's take a picture of the drug dealer that's had his con- his uh, tongue cut oh out and wrapped around God, his throat. I don't think so I'm into that. I gotta watch. I gotta watch that one. C- the Colombian necktie thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. But uh, I think that takes us out of here. I hope so. <laughs> are we are we done? Are we done with the the podcasting situation? Have you guys said everything you want to say about cocaine cowboys? and more? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. And about Omar's cocaine oh, habit? Oh man, god damn it! <laughs> no, he doesn't have a cocaine habit. He's a cowboy habit. <laughs> he he does like the cowboys. <laughs> What's that? What's that country song? Ride a cowboy. You're goddamn right. Save it a is. horse, ride Wait. a cowboy. There we go. Wait, is that a real song? Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rich. Oh my you, god. You thought uh, you thought that was just something that Omar tattooed on his lower back. Yeah, no, not. no, no. I didn't even get into no. Charlie Watts this week because I can't do it right now. Uh, yeah. We'll do that another okay, time. Well, yeah, we are uh, we are going long well, guys, again. If you would like to reach out to us and tell us what you thought of the show or give us top five lists or whatever, you can reach us at GiveMe5Podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at GiveMe5Pod. You can email us directly, GiveMe5Podcast at gmail.com. Please, guys, leave us a review. It helps us stand out. It helps other people find us, and it makes us feel good. And don't forget... Also, go buy some shit. GiveMe5Podcast.Threadless.com. Agreed, and don't forget... Uh, Monday is our side B episode where we review the movie House 2, the second story. And then we... Not Big Mama's no, house. No, no, no. Uh, when when we do House 2, you'll see why we regretted it. <clears throat> Very much yeah. so. Thank you for listening, and we're sorry. To <laughs> I would assume that I can't use a MasterCard to pay for your mm. hooker, Omar. Listen. Wow, wow did I say? <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. Okay? Did I just offend myself? Here's the deal. What the? Offend <laughs> you yourself. <laughs> Listen. Jesus. Here's the deal. If they take a credit card, I'll use a credit card. Okay? That's fine with me. <laughs> all right? <clears throat> hey, my money spends just like everybody else's, all right, buddy? Don't you judge me. My point is, is MasterGuard going to care about getting their their percentages from OnlyFans or some uh, local restaurant or the example you gave? <laughs> doesn't really matter 
they're making their money either way. Am I wrong? We we have got we have got to move on. <laughs> 